Hello, hello, hello. Tyler Scruggs here. Please pardon like the voice memo quality of this recording, but I wanted to give a quick introduction to what you're about to hear. Uh, you may be hearing this on the Meet My Friend with Tyler Scruggs audio feed, in which case, thank you so much for continuing to like subscribe to a podcast that is as sporadic as mine. You may also be listening to this from the Scruggs audio feed, which is a private podcast feed um, only for Patreon supporters. So if you're not a Patreon supporter, you're missing out on like song demos, work in progress pieces, me kind of tinkering and working out uh, music production and songwriting uh, while also sharing recordings from the vault like what you're about to hear where I've done a lot of different interviews with a lot of different interesting people and they've been for written publications but I've never shared like the audio and all the questions and sort of the full Q&A and experience of talking to those people. So maybe that's of interest to you. And this first one is actually from April 22nd, 2018. And it was me on the red carpet at the Atlanta Film Festival at the Plaza. And it was opening night where they'd be premiering Eighth Grade, a film directed by Bo Burnham starring Elsie Fisher. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I hope that this interview excites you enough to see it. Uh, but I highly, highly recommend it otherwise. And I've written a whole piece on eighth grade and my experience at the Atlanta Film Festival, which can be found on tylerscruggs.com. So here is like the full interview that I did with Bo Burnham and Elsie Fisher. And as soon as like we get into it, you're gonna hear like another voice and that's like the guy next to me. So I was on the red carpet and there was a little piece of paper with my name on it, but there was a guy next to me and he was like interviewing them before I was. And uh, <laughs> he like knew that Elsie Fisher was the voice of like one of the little girls from Despicable Me 3 or Despicable Me and uh, wanted her to do like an impression of uh, or one of the lines like the, it's so fluffy I could die like that's her uh, but she had like grown out of it and wasn't even cast in Despicable Me 3 because her voice had changed and so it was like this very awkward encounter so you're gonna hear some of that and then my nervous laughter and then an interview with uh, Bo Burnham and Elsie Fisher so enjoy and let me know if you like this I want to do more of it psychotic confidence and part of the story was someone that seemed to be shy playing confident not someone that was confident playing shy Elsie was the only person that had the ability to portray the fear and the pain and also have the ability to carry a movie on her shoulders very excited about you know um, so yeah yeah no fantastic uh, great meeting you guys appreciate and, it uh, I, I'm, I really have more questions but I, I've got to I've got to go but um, despicable me Agnes my kids love. Can, can you do a voice for me for, oh, come for on. my kids? Or just, say, just, just say hi. Hi. I, I would do a voice for you, but I wasn't in the 
She wasn't in the third because her voice changed. Yeah. Oh, so, so it, <laughs> that's okay. That's great. Thank you. Uh, I love, uh, congratulations. Really. Appreciate it, John. Thank, yeah, thank you. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm Tyler. Hey, Tyler. TylerScruggs.com. Hi. I'll say hi. How's it going? This is my first red carpet interview. Oh, exciting. So, oh, exciting. Yeah, super exciting. And you've been like a super huge influence. Oh, thanks, like, Since day one. Oh, like, appreciate it. Because uh, I was in eighth grade in 2008. Like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Perspective. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so this is kind of a big deal movie for me. Um, but it's more a big deal movie for you, especially, and you as well. Like, um, let me get over to my questions because I do have questions. My first question for you is um, how well did you relate to your character, uh, Kayla? Oh, I related to her on, like, a really extremely deep level, like, honestly. Because, I mean, I don't see a lot of teens in media portrayed, you know, as teens. Like, they're either played by 18-year-olds or people who don't look like teenagers, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, you know, we're both anxious people and we both have weird struggles, I guess, and we're both uncomfortable. With yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bo, um, what films, narratively or visually, have informed you the most as a filmmaker? Like, what have you sourced? Because you're, I don't know you as a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I only know you as the going outside uh, vine. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's probably films I love, uh, well, for this movie, like, I loved uh, Catherine Briot's film, Amasur, was a pretty big one, and even, like, The Wrestler and Precia, uh, this movie by Trey Edward Schultz, was a pretty big influence, and uh, Cassavetti's stuff, like, Woman Under the Influence, and, um, but yeah, I love, I love Fox, Foxcatchers, Steve McQueen, okay. I love, nice. um, yeah. Cool. Um, Raw, that film by Julia DeCorno that came out last year. In was, your stand-up, you talked about like the right brain, left brain kind of dichotomy. Yeah. Does filmmaking feel like an extension of that, or is it a different playground for you, or do you feel like you have to kind of pick a side? No, no, I don't think you pick a... I mean, I think... Uh, I don't think anything worthwhile, probably... I mean, it's probably more naturally... Oh, my God, I can't remember my own stuff. More naturally right brain. I had to, like, yeah. read <laughs> um, But, yeah, I've always been sort of naturally, I think, more left brain in terms of just being more analytical. But um, really, the left brain stuff sort of comes in pre- and post-production. Mm -hmm. And then the actual production of the film, you want to just be feeling things and, and giving things over to your intuition and your heart and... and using your analysis and logic or whatever to get you in a position to succeed. But the actual meat of making things is hopefully just from in here, yeah, as he points absolutely. to his chest. Elsie, do you Snapchat personally? No, I don't. <laughs> um, the same question applies. If you could ask the CEO of Snapchat about anything about Snapchat, what would you ask, if anything? Why? Why? That's a I, great I question. I don't see a point in having... Well, so this, this uh, brings me to our next question to you. Do you feel like the pressure is better or worse in 2018 on YouTube for kids versus 2008 for you? Oh, way worse. Way, way, way worse. Way, way worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, kids now, if they want to break out, have to compete with, like, The Tonight Show and every movie trailer. You know, if you go to, like, the trending videos on YouTube, it isn't DIY stuff that people are making. It's huge corporations making branded content. So, it used to be sort of a very uh, grassroots thing, it felt like, and now it doesn't. And even the YouTubers that are really succeeding, a lot of them feel like professional mini-studios. Yeah, what feels so, like grassroots to you. What do you say? 
what feels like grassroots to you? I don't know. I, I'm saying I'm sure there are still people on yeah. YouTube doing, of course, doing uh -huh. small work, but it just it, it's hard to get noticed. I don't think I would have been noticed now. So awesome! Thank you guys so much for chatting with me.